And welcome back to my cosy corner of the internet. I'm Maya Star, and today we have another unscripted video. In this unscripted video, we're going to be talking about the latest Maya Star updates, answering some of your energy healing and spiritual development questions. And I'll also be talking about the importance of grounding, how to resolve negative karmic bonds, and discussing my latest channeled meditation, which is centered around clearing negative energetic attachments that siphon energy away from your energy body. As usual, I come armed with notes, but without a script. So we'll be meandering around these topics and pursuing the scenic route to enlightenment. If this sounds interesting to you, stick around and while away the next half an hour or so with me as we explore these things together. If you enjoy this kind of content, you may want to consider subscribing because I share daily content with you on the main YouTube channel to keep you inspired and informed on your spiritual journey. At the time of recording this video, I've just recorded the video for the energy update, so you may want to look out for that one. There was guidance from the archetype of the magician and that's got me feeling very inspired for the energetic possibilities that are coming up over this week. The magician is the card of self-mastery for me. The magician is the master of all of the elements and he's very much in control of himself and his immediate environment. As an archetype, I suppose he does lend himself to being a little bit manipulative. He could certainly be seen in that way if you were considering his shadow aspect. But in the positive aspect, the magician is in control of his emotions and his intentions. He's able to channel his energy efficiently and always into the areas that will progress his path. I mean, he, he is a magician after all. So, you know, it is about pursuing the magical path, becoming complete and whole as a human. And I, I feel that the archetype of the magician really reflects that well. So I'm excited about these energies. The first of your questions that I'm going to come to today is a question that was posed in response to a recent episode of Maya Star Unscripted where I discussed the ritual that I use for grounding using black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is a very powerful crystal for grounding and it's one of those few crystals that never needs cleansing because it's naturally so grounding, it's not going to take on other imprints, if you know what I mean. It's just a very grounding stone. And I have a large piece of it in my living room and I have another large piece of it that I keep beside my bed. And I use them specifically for grounding. It has a very soothing quality for me, but it's also a very protective energy. So 
If you wanted to program a crystal for protecting your energy field, black tourmaline would be a good option. But anyway, let me come to the question <laughs> before I go off on another tangent, as I, as I usually do. Okay, this person asks, in your black tourmaline ritual, you said you place the tourmaline outside of the orb at the end. Is that necessary? Could I use the energy to charge the crystal? And this is part of the ritual I use, creating an orb of life, so an energetic bubble, essentially, that I put around myself and keep the crystal within it, allow the energy of the crystal to fill the orb and blend with my own energy within that space. Before closing the circle, but before I close the circle, I put the crystal outside of the orb. So that's the question they're asking, do I need to put the crystal outside of the orb or could I keep it in with me so that when I ground the energy, I'm also charging the crystal at the same time. And yes, you could, you could certainly do it that way. You could keep the crystal within the orb and ground as you ground the energy into your body, ground it into the crystal as well. But the reason that I put the crystal outside of the circle is partly because this is a, an exercise that I use for closing my energy down, usually after I've done a lot of magical work, If it depending on the type of magical work, some magical work can help you to feel more grounded anyway but if I'm not feeling very grounded then I'll perform the meditation before I go to bed but the reason that I put the crystal outside is because whilst within the circle I'm letting go of my energy and being receptive to the energy of the crystal there's like a, a sort of communion going on between me and the crystal and when I place the crystal outside of the circle, I'm stopping that connection. I'm bringing my energy back to myself. And it's sending a message to my unconscious mind that now is the point at which we disconnect from the attachments that are, we have going backwards and forwards with energy everything that we pay attention to we are investing with energy and receiving energy from on some level so it's just a point that I have included in my ritual because it reminds me that now is the point that we cut off from the all the energetic connections and bring the attention back to the self and ground the energy within the self rather than putting it out there leaving it out there so for me this is the way the ritual works but that's not going to work for everybody and feel free to experiment see what works for you and adapt the ritual so that it serves your purpose and what you need from the ritual perhaps you don't need to sever that link that is attaching you to the things around you but I find it helpful. So that's something that I have included in that particular meditation when I complete it. And I do that with other rituals though, but that's partly because 
creating a magic circle is a natural thing for me and so when I'm done with it I often place things outside of the circle that were originally in it as an indication that this energy is shut down sort of thing so it's just become like a an energetic switch for me is it in or out sort of thing but um yeah experiment and see what works for you but uh, that certainly works for me and the next question is from somebody who posed a question on one of the community posts and they ask is dry mouth an ascension symptom because they are a highly sensitive person and clearly this is a, a problem that they're currently experiencing when people refer to ascension symptoms usually what they're referring to is the lack of grounding that they're connecting with high frequency energies but those energies are not able to be fully integrated at the moment because their physical body their habits their their thought processes their emotions may block them from fully integrating those higher frequency energies and while those higher frequency energies are present that can make you feel ungrounded and mostly the symptoms that people have when they are ungrounded are things like having difficulty sleeping racing thoughts anxiety generally symptoms of having high cortisol levels where you can feel just a bit shaky you can't concentrate properly your, your or your mind is going very quickly but you can't sort of control it pin it down you can't focus and concentrate on one thing so i suppose because yeah cortisol i think when your cortisol is high it could create a situation where you had a dry mouth that may be what you're experiencing but the solution would always be the same whatever symptoms you're attributing to ascension they they would only result from a lack of grounding so you could easily reduce the problem by focusing on your grounding making sure that you perform a grounding meditation before and after your spiritual practice i'm assuming that you're working with a spiritual practice although you haven't said actually perhaps you've indicated it because you did say it takes everything i have to keep up with the transmutation required of me to survive on this plane so yeah i suppose what you're saying is you, you struggle to adapt and your focus is very much on the mundane aspects of the world and the drama and requirements of you and that would be a, a hindrance to integrating high frequency energies the only way to do it is to regularly meditate and ground yourself over time that is what works but i would also say that some people 
attribute symptoms they're experiencing as being ascension symptoms when actually they're they're not. So do make sure if you're experiencing any physical symptoms and you don't know where they originate, don't make the assumption that this is because I'm a spiritual person and the world is too difficult for me. That wouldn't be a healthy healthy way to think. I mean, thoughts like that would certainly block you from integrating higher energies. But yeah, avoid getting into situations where you're reinforcing a negative belief by saying things like that you can't do anything about it rather than saying things are challenging and this is what I'm doing about it. That that changes your energy, that can help you to resolve the situation whereas only focusing on your limitations just reinforces your limitations so I certainly wouldn't recommend that I, I have seen people that are like that online and uh, yeah I avoid that like the play that's certainly not my vibe <laughs> I always believe that there's something you can do about everything I practice magic. I wouldn't be practicing magic if I didn't think that was possible. I would say the simplest way to resolve the the issue is to ground yourself. But do make sure that if you have persistent symptoms, you get yourself checked out. Make sure you haven't got a vitamin deficiency or something like that because... The, for example, the symptoms of iron deficiency or a B12 deficiency can closely mimic what people call ascension symptoms. You would struggle to integrate high frequency energies if your body was in a dysregulated state due to a vitamin deficiency or anything like that. You, your body could also become dysregulated if you're living in a stressful situation, doing a job that you really don't like, just going through a difficult time in your life perhaps you're studying perhaps you're moving house or anything like that so there will be times when you're going to find it much more difficult to get grounded and work with those high frequency energies and during those times if you're not able to ground your energy it's probably best to keep your spiritual practice very simple during those periods with things like yoga and meditation and self-care bath rituals and things like that simple things that can help you to find your grounding you need to bring the energy back down keep get things back into balance i also think another problem people run into is they have an idea that their spiritual practice if performed correctly will make their lives perfect and they will never experience challenges or they'll never catch a a cold or or anything like that you know what I mean but that's that's unrealistic and life will continue to go on your your spiritual practice will give you other ways to cope with changes and other strategies to, to help you manage when things are difficult and it can help you to create space for yourself to process your emotions and really learn from your experiences in a you know you're giving yourself the time and space to actually fully learn from your experiences and integrate those experiences in a safe way but it doesn't mean that those experiences won't happen and it doesn't mean that you won't care about those experiences when they do happen you're not sort of disconnecting yourself 
completely from life. No, your spiritual practice should actually bring you more into your life, not less. It should bring you more into your experiences of this world. It should open you up to the things that are possible for you to learn and grow from in this world. And that's an ongoing process. It's a lifelong process. You don't suddenly get to a day where you think, right, that's it. I'm enlightened. Nothing's going to bother me anymore. I'll I'll just be properly chilled out, whatever goes on. And nothing's going to hurt me or upset me ever again. That isn't how the universe works. And that wouldn't be a thing to aspire to either, you know. So I, I would guard against seeing your spiritual practice as being something you can use to stop the experience of life because you know there's another name for stopping the experience of life and that's not what you're aiming for so um, your spiritual practice is something that I always emphasize I think you should bring into your real life I think it should be something that you do as part of your day-to-day routine you know if you get up you clean your teeth you eat your breakfast it's healthy to also have a meditation practice in there somewhere perhaps you just do a couple of yoga stretches when you get out of bed take a few deep breaths anything like that where you're bringing your mind back to yourself you're being receptive to the promptings of your intuition and that kind of thing you're keeping the connection open and when you're doing it that way because it becomes part of your routine I think you can stay naturally more grounded but there are practical ways you can do that like eating a meal is a very grounding thing going to bed going to sleep is a very grounding thing so you can naturally work your spiritual practice into your daily routine and your daily routine is also part of your spiritual practice I think I'd like to banish the word spiritual when it's used in front of spiritual practice perhaps we should just say it's your life practice this is how you live rather than seeing it as something separate yeah it's just part of your routine it's just part of the way you express your energy you also express your energy by going to work cooking your own dinner hoovering your carpets and going for a bike ride at the weekend all of these things are expressions of your energy and if you can start to see it that way perhaps it can help you to identify some of the more grounding activities that you have already worked into your routine and when you can identify those you can use them to help fully ground your energy just by tuning into them and putting your intention into it I don't know if I've been a bit confusing there I think there are some articles that you might want to check out that are on this channel and you can also find them on the podcast. If you search for Maya Star Psychic Protection, Energy Protection, you'll find any articles that I've put out regarding that. But yes, anybody who's experiencing ascension symptoms, you need to focus on your grounding. And if that's something you're struggling with, finding ways to do it that are already part of your regular routine, ways that you can 
tune into is going to be the easiest way to resolve the situation. Perhaps the person who posed the question, because they actually said that they were having trouble surviving on this plane. This plane is where we come to experience separation consciousness and to be an individual. And that process is always going to be challenging. Seeing the world as in any way negative, that's going to create resistance within you. And if you have that resistance, perhaps you're blocking yourself from grounding energy. You're blocking yourself from grounding your energy into the physical reality because you see it as some sort of alien space that's separate from you when it's actually not. And everything that's expressed within the 3D physical reality is also an expression of the energy that's behind it, the spiritual aspect and the consciousness that's behind it. So everything that you look around and see is a symbol of those sacred energies. But if you look at it and you view the world as being a bad place, you see people as bad, you see every, all your experiences as negative, then you're going to be blocking yourself from experiencing the things that you came here to experience. How would you be able to tap into what's sacred here if you're not prepared to tap into here in the first place? So yeah, I would say perhaps it's a good thing to get out into nature and really appreciate that the physical reality you're living in is a, a sacred place where your sacred soul gets to find a unique expression if you allow it yeah I hope you will allow it and I hope you'll be able to find some grounding and resolve the symptoms that you've been experiencing okay next is an update that I've made to the Maya Magical website this this is only a small thing and I don't know if anyone even noticed the problem but um, I'd set up the PayPal buttons on there using one method and at some point they stopped going into the same shopping cart as the Maya Star website ones. I'm not sure why, but I've updated it all. So everything goes into the same shopping cart now, meaning you can purchase things from the Maya Star website and from the Maya Magical website and combine them into the one order. Um, so that's one update we've had this week. And another update is that I'm not going to be releasing the full 60 minute meditations for a while. On YouTube, I'll be releasing 20 minute versions of the meditations. This is just so that people can use them for timing sessions. There'll be 20 minute meditations that go out in the, the video format every Wednesday. There'll be the one minute meditation ones that go out on Fridays. There'll be the daily loot live stream versions. They go out every afternoon and evening, finish off in the mornings. There's one of those every day featuring some of my new artwork if, you, if you're interested in seeing that. And the one hour versions with all the alternate mixes goes on to the releases tab. So those are all one hour long, the ones on the releases tab. And you can find the... All of the releases go on to the music apps as well. 
And so they go on to Spotify on my artist page. So if you're used to accessing the meditations on the podcast, you can't access it on the podcast, but as the music is on the same app, you would be able to access the meditations all four of the mixes on there and they're also available for purchase from amazon or itunes the mixes vary depending on where i'm drawn that particular week and last week i put out a new type of mix which i i've called the pure mix and basically what it was was after i'd finished the track i was thinking about putting together a dreamscape version and I just felt drawn to experiment with removing all of the musical instruments and the drums and percussion sort of thing and just keeping the tracks that had my voice and the binaural beats underneath and I felt that this came out much more the way that I had intended it to so I've released the pure mix of the Lemurian Indigo Child Light Code. So um, you can find that on the music apps. And this week's new meditation is intended to accompany the Killing Moon Karmic Reversal 30-Day Ritual Intensive because I'm going to be doing a special offer for that for the 1111 portal. Although I've decided that that's only going to be going out to newsletter subscribers so if you would like to be included in that offer you can subscribe to the Myastar newsletter by visiting the Myastar website at myastar.net and either contact me through the website by email or click the button to join the mailing list and the killing moon is for clearing negative energy it's for Resolving and Dissolving Negative Karmic Bonds A karmic bond is like an energetic attachment from one thing to another. It's our attention basically. It's the way our consciousness reaches out and establishes a link. So this is what a karmic bond is and usually energy flows both ways through those attachments. But a negative karmic bond might be like, for example, if you had a a negative connection to a bad memory, perhaps you went through a bad experience in the past. And then even though you worked through the issues and you moved on from it, you weren't able to just let go of the experience and you kept checking in on it. You kept reinforcing that connection and you may be losing some of your life force energy to it a very small amount usually but because we have many of these attachments it can add up over time but like the more you think of these things the more attention you give to them the more reinforced that energetic connection becomes and so through the killing moon karmic reversal intensive we either dissolve them or just draw the energy back but only for connections where it's no longer going to be helpful you're not learning anything from this experience this is just sort of like residual energy 
that has remained after you've moved on from it and it's not serving any positive purpose in your life. And because those negative bonds can be reinforced on a subtle level just because of the habits that we continue to perform and our intentions towards other people and our experiences and other people's intentions towards us as well. I mean, this works both ways. It's not only you that sets up a negative bond, other people can set them up as well. And so where, where there are negative bonds that are drawing energy away from you that are connected with another person, or even with negative entities like lower astral beings that are drawn sometimes to lower vibrations. The Killing Moon Karmic Reversal 30-Day Ritual Intensive covers that as well. So it's sort of like a, an energetic spring clean and I perform this ritual every month starting during the dark moon. So the 11.11 portal one is going to be a special offer because at this time of the year, the natural currents, the natural energetic currents of the season can amplify this type of work. Um, it's a good time for releasing negativity and focusing on grounding and letting go of the past, moving on sort of thing. So it's a great time for working with that energy. And because of that, I was drawn to develop a meditation that can be used alongside the Killing Moon Karmic Reversal 30-Day Ritual Intensive to support the clearing of negative karmic bonds and reduce that effect where they are siphoning your energy away or creating blocks that prevent the energy flowing properly throughout your system and your life. I mean, often what people notice is that when there's an accumulation of negative karmic bonds there's a restriction in luck you seem to have not necessarily bad luck but it's like you never seem to get a break you don't see you never seem to have a very good day and people tend to notice that sort of thing they think well maybe I've been cursed or <laughs> and like it jumped to some pretty dire conclusions when actually all it is is that you need to clear those negative energies. There are, there's an accumulation of negative bonds and it's time to do a bit of energetic clearing to bring things back into a proper balance. So that new meditation will be out at the time you're watching this. Um, it will have been out for a couple of weeks on the releases tab and on the music apps. And I actually feel this one will work well as background music while you're working and that kind of thing as well because it has quite an uplifting energy because I suppose because it is uh, intended to dispel negative frequencies it creates a good vibe so I think that would be a good one to work with while you're studying it's quite danceable as well I'm going to be using it in rituals personally um, and I'm probably going to create a pure mix for this one as well so please let me know if you enjoy the pure mixes I'm not sure if people will but 
people do still listen to some of the dreamscapes that I put out as mixes for previous meditations so there's certainly something to look out for the pure mixes I think would be best for during a silent meditation or while winding down for bed and that kind of thing because they're going to be much more mellow and dreamy and I also like to put out mixes with the thunder drum and the ocean waves those seem to be the most popular of the ones with the ambient sounds and the thunder drum mix tends to bring in a bit of a grounding vibe it's a heavier sound which suits some people whereas the ocean waves one blocks out background noise really effectively it's a different quality of sound and what's really strange to me even now is that I'll create the original mix and then when I add the tracks with the ocean waves the thunder drum or whatever sound it is it completely changes the vibe of the track it sort of amplifies certain parts of it and sort of dampen down other parts of it and it it can just really change it quite a lot so I do recommend that you listen to all of the mixes and see which one you enjoy best you might enjoy different ones for different purposes Like, like as I say the pure mix is I think would be a good one for when you're going to bed I don't know if you can hear that somebody's car alarm is going off for about the third time since I started recording I'm hopeful this microphone won't be picking it up the reason I use this microphone is because I've set it up so that it's uh, it doesn't pick up all of these background sounds but that alarm's pretty loud so I'm sorry if you heard that <laughs> and the final thing that I wanted to cover today is also related to the meditation and the killing moon offer because I'm intending to put out that killing moon offer for the 11th of November opening this week's special offer is for the starseed unicorn karmic healing attunements course which is exactly as it sounds it's for clearing negative karmic bonds and helping to resolve any blocks and restrictive energy that's within your energy field so it's going to support the work of the killing moon if you decide to participate in that and the meditation that i've channeled is going to also support the attunements and healing sessions you perform with the Narseed Unicorn Karmic Healing System. So this one is for, it's an energy healing technique. You can read about it on the Star website at myastar.net where you can purchase it for the special offer price for the next seven days. The Starseed Unicorn course can also be purchased as part of the Magical Energy Healer Advanced Diploma Package, which includes the options of Celtic Reiki, Elemental Pentagram and Magic Circle Empowerments, Rune Valda, which is Runic Reiki, the Planets Attunements, and starseed unicorn yeah so those can be purchased as a package if you prefer that or as i say the single course will be available on the special offer for the next seven days and 
that's where I'm going to have to draw a line. I've actually got another three questions on my list. <laughs> so do keep them coming because I'm going to be sorting them out into categories. Depending on what else is going on, I'll choose the questions that have some sort of connection to what I'm already going to be talking about. So do keep your questions coming. If you feel like I've missed anything in this episode, please let me know in the comments or send me an email through the website and I'll add your questions to my list. And if there's anything else you would like to ask me about regarding energy healing, spiritual development or the magical services I provide, let me know in the comments or email me and again I'll get to it in a future episode. But we are at the limit of the time for today so um, I'm going to have to wrap this up now but it, it's been a pleasure as always and I hope I've been able to inspire and uplift you on your path. I'd like to thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope you've had a good week and I hope you're about to have another one. I hope you'll be back here again next week for some more mystical meanderings with me. In the meantime, I wish you peace, prosperity and progress in all you do. With blessings.